My name is Adam Hanover and this is the Boxing Coaches Podcast. We take a look into the craft and the science of boxing coaching, asking the ultimate question, can we do it better? The podcast focuses on the learning approach to the sport, diving into vital areas such as practice design, skill acquisition, the application of sports science, as well as challenging our day-to-day practices with a critical coaching eye. So if you're involved in boxing in any shape or form, square yourself away for a few moments and let's talk boxing coaching. Now proudly a part of the Box Gathering, a new boxing development initiative in partnership with England Boxing. Visit us at www.theboxgathering.co.uk. Okay, welcome to number episode number 48 of the Boxing Coaches podcast. Um, this one is going to be a very, very real and raw one because at the moment I'm sat on a chair on the end of my bed um, and have my five-month-year-old son in my hand. He's starting to cry and so this is really testing my uh, my resolve and my ability to podcast. So <laughs> I have a very tolerant guest on today, uh, the fantastic Seema Agarwal. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Agarwal? It's all right. Agarwal, yeah. Agarwal. Oh, I was nearly there. Okay, Seema Agarwal. Um, Seema bleeds green and gold blood. She boxes for the Repton. She is a uh, national development champion and Haringey champion in 2019. And today um, we've had a chat uh, offline to talk about uh, the inner struggle, we're going to call that today, and how that pertains to boxing in life. So how are you, Seema? Are you well? I'm good. How are you, Adam? I'm pretty good. Like I say, I've literally got my hands full and I'm, I'm proper tested today. I'm proper tested, but it's a test I'm up for. So, <laughs> so I'm all, all very good. So um, we kind of, um, we got in contact with each other because you posted a, um, a, a wonderful article that I read um, maybe a year ago. Yeah. About a year ago. And I think yeah. it was on, uh, where was it? Halftimelondon.com. And um, it really, I, I really enjoyed Enjoy, love the content, but also to be fair, the most thing I really enjoyed about it was how how it was written, how it was written, and um, really sort of um, that really appealed to me. So I got in contact with you, and we've had some great discussions since. So I thought, why not get you on and let, let's uh, and let, let's kind of talk about that. So uh, the inner struggle, what's the inner struggle in boxing? Yeah, um, I think I'll I'll start by saying that um, the experiences that we have in boxing and uh, our relationship with the sport is definitely unique to ourselves so I think I can only speak for myself and what my own experience with the sport is. Um, I can't really say how it is for anyone else because everyone's inner struggle is definitely different. Um, I think for me there's been many times where I've gone home from boxing or from training and I've sat down and I've thought about a spa or a session or some feedback that I might have received and I've had to ask myself certain questions. So sometimes it's straightforward and I just need to work on certain things, um, physical things in the gym and other times it's less physical and I might need to work on, for example, being a bit more patient or I might need to impose myself a little bit more. You know, why are you not imposing yourself? And I think the thing that's really interesting about boxing is that it's a very primal sport. You know, it's very raw. And when you experience the situation of a threat in boxing, your real character comes to the surface. And I can see a lot about how I live through the way that I box. So very naturally, 
I think boxing brings a lot of my own personal challenges to the surface and that's a struggle that I have to work with. So I'll give you an example of some of the things that I think, you know, whether you box or not, many of us will experience some kind of inner struggle with through different stages in our life. So it could be, for example, the struggle to believe and have faith. That could be faith in yourself or in other people or in God. Um, the struggle to be patient or the struggle to want for others what you want for yourself um, or even just the struggle to be who you really are and I think there's a long list of, of those different struggles and they're very simple and basic and fundamental things but they're not so simple to actually put into practice because I think awareness and practice are two very different things and if I really ask myself honestly, those fundamental things are not that easy to, to practice in my life. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's really easy to, well, I say easy, it's not easy. It's probably possible to go through life in a sort of state of avoidance, ignoring all those different struggles. You know, you can keep yourself busy with work and socializing and just being busy. But, um, you know, with boxing, it's different. I can't avoid it. Um, I have to work with those things because I believe that if I don't, it will limit my performance in some way or another. Because I think that how I perform in the ring has a lot to do with how I'm thinking and what I'm feeling inside. So that struggle to overcome these things is something that I work on as part of my training. And it doesn't mean that I won't, um, I won't face those situations again in the future but I think hopefully I'll be better equipped to deal with them if I do. Um, so you know, so my what, is, is that the boxing, the boxing almost gives you that kind of platform at an extreme to mm -hmm. hold up a mirror to, to yourself and yeah. certain areas where I feel maybe I, I don't know, struggles with the word, it's a challenge at the moment. Um, and often those challenges in your, your life or you as a person is mirrored in the extreme of a spa or uh, you know when you're, when you're very fatigued in boxing and it somehow brings it to the surface. Have you seen the film The Matrix? I have seen that film, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a part there where, you know, this has jumped into my head now, the part now where the guy says, um, you never know somebody until you fight them. Yeah. And perhaps that's, that's, that rings quite true, but in terms of, you're fighting yourself, you learn about yourself a lot when that mirror is held up to yourself. Yeah, definitely. I think boxing really, um, I think I, I said it in the article that I wrote, it really um, exposes a lot about who you are. And, um, and I think that you have to face those things at some stage in your life. Uh, my mum always said to me that until you resolve things, they'll keep coming back to you. And I completely agree with that. And, uh, you know, a lot of the challenges that, that have come to the surface for me in boxing, it's not the first time I've seen those things um, arise, but it's just, I've never really made time to work with it before. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, I think now with boxing it's different. I, I believe I have to work with those things because it'll make me a better boxer. And um, it probably links with like my fundamental beliefs. You know, I believe in, in a creator, I believe that we're all accountable for what we do and what we don't do. And I think that life is full of those kind of tests and challenges and how we respond to those challenges ultimately defines our character. So 
for me, it's very important to constantly work on improving my character so that I can live better and I can live with more peace and content. And I, I really love that word accountable, you know, and I think it is a word that is creeping into the sport a lot more. People are realising that accountability is, is important. If you don't have accountability, then, you know, you don't have control of that that journey. Um, yeah. If I can just quote you from, from that, uh, that piece you wrote. An intriguing aspect of my training is that it exposes a lot about a person. When you observe a person training, you get an insight into their attitude, their ego, their hardship or privilege, uh, their will and their work ethic. Uh, and I think that that really um, that's why I kept read, reading because often I will scroll down on, on an article and say, well, how long is it? Do I want to read it or not? <laughs> <laughs> and I probably did the time I scroll down. But I read that and I thought, yep, yeah, that rung true with me straight away. So, um, so there's that word ego. Um, you know, do, do you feel that there's been uh, ego within your training, or do you think you've been able to control the ego, suppress the ego, or deal with the ego? Mm, yeah, I, I think we all have an ego, I'd be lying if I say it hasn't come into training before. I am quite a proud person and uh, and yeah, my ego does come out sometimes, but I think the difference is that I'm able to recognize it, um, you know, more more sort of a lot, a lot quicker now. And then I can sort of do what I need to, 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 to work with that. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing to, to have an ego. It's just how you sort of respond to it, isn't it? And how you work with it. And, um, and recognizing when it's healthy to, to, to sort of uh, work with it and bring it out, to, you know, and when, when it's better to just sort of like let it go um, and, and drop it. I think there's, there is an element of self-preservation about having an ego, isn't there? And in, in a sport like boxing, where um, it is very extreme, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it, I think you need to have some kind of feed off that. You can't, you can't change who you are completely. There needs to be some element of that ego. But once, as you mentioned, you have to have recognition of when the ego actually is holding you back. Uh, yeah. Perhaps when, it's, when it's making you uh, too subjective as opposed to objective. Um, when when you're not taking feedback from someone because you're um, you know they're right but your ego's stepping in the way and that's stopping you from moving forward so um, <laughs> it's very difficult for the younger people because they maybe don't have those strategies to recognise when the ego is is being their uh, you know their worst enemy it's almost like they're boxing two people rather than one um, so I'm really uh, really interested that you said that so that that brings me on nicely to the next part so boxing attracts a certain type of person. Mm, yeah, I, I think it does. I think it goes way beyond the stereotype of attracting troubled people or people that get into fights on the streets. Um, it can, of course, attract those people because it's a sport with a great deal of discipline, um, you know, which is very important to have in life. But I think it goes beyond just someone who needs to learn discipline because there's many sports and other activities that can instill discipline within a person. So there's something very specifically about boxing that I think draws in a certain kind of person. And I think one of the qualities I've noticed that it attracts is people that are quite hard on themselves. Um, you know, boxing is a really tough sport and there's something about the rawness of it you know, it's not like a dance step, you can't quite master it because you're always facing different opponents, but you have this persistence and you want to keep pushing through. And 
you know, the other thing with boxing is that it's a solo sport and when it comes to the crunch and you're in the ring, you're wholly responsible and you're in there and you can't rely on anyone else and I think there's something in that too. Um, I, you know, uh, last a couple of weeks ago, um, this plumber came uh, to fix the tap in my bathroom and uh, he, he came into my flat and he, he, he must have realised I'm a boxer. So um, he started asking me about boxing and talking to me about boxing and he said, um, he started talking about when he used to watch Mike Tyson um, and his fights on TV and he said, he said something, he said, for that man to be that good, you knew that he had to have a lot of demons. And um, I thought that was a really, really interesting comment to make. Isn't it tough actually? Yeah. Because yeah. when I think about boxing, you know, if you've got two fighters that are evenly matched, um, you know, one of one of my coaches, Derek, has always said to me, it's going to come down to who wants it more. And uh, it's very true. You know, it's that heart and that hunger that you have inside of you. And I think when you're someone that's hard on yourself, you keep pushing harder, don't you? And um, I read this, uh, I read this, let me find it. I, I came across something which um, it really stuck out to me. And it said, um, one of the things that separates people who grow from challenges from people who become victims of their circumstances is their ability to approach the edge without falling off of it. And I think boxing takes you to that edge very, very often. And then it's in your hands whether you grow from it or whether you become a victim. And, you know, every now and again when I'm sparring, I might say to, um, my sparring partner, I might say, oh, you know, that was really good. You sparred really well. And nine times out of 10, they'll go, nah, that was really bad. And I'll say, no, no, you know, I thought your movement was good or I found you quite hard to pin down and they'll shake their head and say, no, it was just awful. And, you know, one part of me will be saying, don't be so hard on yourself. And then, but then there'll be another part of me. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I do the same thing. Um, but. I'll be thinking, okay, well, if you feel that way, it's probably going to bring you on a little bit more because you'll go away determined to work even harder. And so sometimes it's difficult to tell that voice that is being hard on yourself to be quiet because you recognize that it's the same thing that's going to teach you and bring you on. Um, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I like the analogy, you know, of, of getting, to, getting towards the edge because people know they don't, they, they know there's a precipice down there, but they might stay two or three metres away from the edge. But mm. if you want to experience what's down there, then you need to experience a bit of fear. And I think a bit of a problem which is commonplace, and maybe I don't want to do today's generation comment or anything like that, but if it's not instantly gratifying, if it's not instantly results straight away, then don't go near that again. Don't go near the edge of the cliff again, because it's yeah. far too dangerous. Um, and I've always been of the opinion that if, if we can teach our boxers, not you're not just teaching them, but teach them to learn how to learn, understand why you're doing some, why you're bringing the process, why you're pushing them. You know, sometimes sometimes we're stretching them a little bit, and sometimes we're reining them in a little bit. If they understand that process, then they know that we're putting, we're making them uncomfortable for a reason, and they're more likely to engage in in that situation. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think uh, I think you do have to kind of lean into that discomfort and 
you know, all of us avoid it. You know, we avoid it, and but we'll we'll keep avoiding it until we face it enough times that we realise that we have to do something about it in order to um, in order to improve. You know, your performance, and at least I've found that for myself. Um, and if I really want to improve, which I do, then eventually I have to I have to work with those things. It's like, you know, sometimes I'll be sparring and uh, I'm just throwing a one-two or a double jab because that's what the coach said and that's what the textbook says, but that's not boxing, you know. There's no point in punching if there's no substance behind it, but where does the substance come from? You know, it's not going to appear out of nowhere. I, I personally believe it comes from inside of you and from your mentality. So I have to work on that. And, and that's an important part of my training if I really want to progress. Um, you know, because the thing is like people fight based on what's inside of them. It doesn't mean that your skills aren't important. You know, you've got to have the skills, but you know, going back to that situation of two evenly matched fighters, who wants it more is going to be decided by what's inside that fighter and how they channel it you know it's like it's like why you can't uh, judge an opponent based on how they look um, that was one of the really early lessons that I learned in boxing because I don't know what's inside that person and in boxing I think you have to develop what's inside of you and it's the harder part to work with I, I find it relatively yeah sorry go on I suppose it's a bit like that that old um that old quote, watch out for the quiet ones. <laughs> so everything you've been saying to me says, you know, we have to we have to push ourselves. We have to recognize when we're uncomfortable. We have to recognize that um, training needs to be messy. It needs to be uncertain. Um, so you mentioned to me offline about giving up the need for certainty. So what did you actually mean by that? Yeah, I, I think it's it's human nature to want certainty. Um, if you study the animal kingdom, you'll see over and over again that the one thing that animals hate is the unknown. So if you walk into a lion's pit, why would the lion tear you apart? It's not necessarily because it's hungry um, or because it's a bloodthirsty animal, but because you've invaded its territory and you're the unknown. So, you know, it's within our nature to, to want certainty, but in boxing, there is no certainty. And um, part of the process and the journey that I've been through is to accept that idea and become more comfortable with it. Um, I think for me, that's also where uh, trust and faith comes in and if I ask myself whether I truly have faith uh, then I have to question that need for certainty because I think a need for certainty is the opposite to faith and so if I want to develop my faith then I have to give it give up that need and replace it um, with faith you know I find it relatively easier to um, get strong and fit and follow a training plan because there's a greater element of certainty there. Sitting down and working with what you have inside yourself, that's a lot less straightforward. Um, but the way I see it, if I'm not boxing, if I'm not using boxing to improve my life, then what am I boxing for? Um, and 
I think when you need to know the outcome of everything and control everything, you can't reach your potential as a boxer because I think that need silences your instincts and boxing is a very instinctive sport. You know, anyone that's been in a spa and tried to think while they're sparring will know that by the time you've thought it, you get hit. So training is for thinking and then fighting is about your instincts, but you can only rely on your instincts if you trust them and if you have faith. So that's why I say it's important for me to work on these sort of simple, basic things, trust, faith, patience, kindness, practicing those things, I think are important for me to be become a better boxer. But like I said, that's my way. It doesn't have to be everyone's way. There's many ways to get up the mountain. Sure, <laughs> so, and you do hear this quote a lot. You do hear people say, um, uh, better people make better boxers, better people make better rugby players, or better people make better athletes, to be a bit yeah. more generic. Um, as you mentioned, not all the not all the time, because, you know, we do have some rat bags in the sport who are very successful in their rat bags. You know, they're not massively well developed as a person. But I, I think as a whole, if you have um, developed all these sort of inner skills and, and inner qualities, you know, um, whatever those may be, then if you're more rounded, you're more able to to manage your emotions. Um, you can look at all the, your mentality as skills. I think it's important to look at your mentality as skills rather than you either are tough or you're not tough um, mm. and for, for example i never considered myself tough never considered myself tough or or, meant, or i never considered myself mentally tough i never had that sort of faith that some young people do uh, in, in you know in their ability to go out there but what i what i always thought is i was a 10 for perseverance but i never mm. rated perseverance as a quality until mm. uh, i got until i got old i see some boxers now who you know, you hear the story about boxers losing their first four or five and then they go on to win the next 10 and be successful because they, they, they have that, that sort of uh, perseverance. And and that's seeing that all these things are uncontrollable in front of me, all this chaos in front of me, that's actually helping me become better. It's developing me as a person, it's developing me as an athlete. And if we can see and cultivate that, that attitude and that environment within our gym, then great, you know. So I think we need to stop trying to make the boxers feel good all the time you yeah. know trying to everything's perfect especially on pads everything's perfect on pads and then they can't do it and that really destroys the the notion so let's make it messy you know and and if, it, if, it, if you're making it messy then they're going to develop the skill but as you mentioned they're going to de develop these inner qualities as well that um that are really needed when that mirror is held up to you in competition who are you who are you Seema? you know have you got what it takes are you going to push through um, and we have to develop that side of things as, 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 as well. So, yeah, it's, it's like sorry, when you, Oh, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Yeah, it, it's like when you said that you do get some people that are very successful in the sport, um, but they don't necessarily work on those qualities. And I think that's very true. But you also hear so many stories about people who um, they win world championships or Olympic medals, but they still feel empty or dissatisfied or they're not happy. And I think, you know, it's easy to tell yourself that when when I achieve X, then I'll be happy. And it's taken me a long time to recognize it, but I personally believe that happiness is an internal state. It doesn't lie in, you know, those medals and those belts. I still want to win them, <laughs> but being content doesn't 
you know, for me, it doesn't come from those things. And, you know, I believe it comes from within myself. It doesn't live in those external things. So, it again, it comes back to what you want from boxing, you know. Do you, do you, do you want more than just uh, what you can win in the ring? Or, or do you want to win in other areas too? Yeah, because um, you might look back at a belt you won and just uh, it doesn't really mean anything to you anymore. But there's a lot of um, studies out there. Um, there's always studies about motivation, you know, whether someone's intrinsically motivated, extrinsically motivated and things like that. But there's a lot that say that the people that remain persistent are the people that align the outcomes to their values. Yeah. That makes sense. So what my, my values is, you know, I'm hearing a lot about your faith um, and that can be, that's part of your value and, and what makes you who you are and part of what challenges you, perhaps. And if you can align, if you can align what you're doing to your values, you're you're much more likely to to stick at it because it aligns your values. It doesn't align to something extrinsic like what my mates think of me, or you know, how many belts or whatever I can put on the wall, or, or can I put some picture of me on a roster on Instagram because I want everyone to think I'm fantastic. Once you get to a certain level, that, or you know, once you start growing up, those don't become important anymore, and you drop out the sport so I think it's important for coaches for example to really get to know their boxer and understand the what makes them tick what are your values and can I coach you along to um, sticking to those values does that make sense yeah it does and I think that uh, I think it does make a difference to your performance as well within the ring um, there's there's a quote by Marcus Garvey and he said that men who are in earnest are not afraid of consequences. And if you think about, you know, boxing again, where you've got that situation of a threat and um, an opponent, when you study like the great fighters, you can see that they all had this kind of intense conviction. They believed that they were unbeatable and they wanted to fight the best and test themselves amongst the best. And if you can, um, approach your boxing with a mix of sort of sincerity and faith and let go of that need for certainty um, then that sorry then you can let go of that need for certainty but if you don't have conviction then you are gonna start fearing the consequences and you know fear in your heart is more dangerous than an enemy that's gonna come and attack you because it's internal and you know if you buy into that it becomes bigger so you know you can get rid of fear by practicing how to fight, but you can also you can also practice sincerity or build conviction, and I think that's all training too. Because when you truly believe, then you're not going to fear, you know, another opponent. And I think all these things are a journey and they take time, but they're part of training, and they're part of the um, process of building self-awareness. And uh, I think in a sport like boxing, I don't think you can hide. Um, I don't think you can hide away from those things. Boxing will always find you out eventually. Yeah, yeah. And so we need to seek out that uncertainty as much as possible. You know, it might be sparring. I mean, we can be we can be sort of, you know, cock of the walk in our own gym and give everyone a hiding in sparring. Mm. But okay, great. They're actually getting a lot more from you than what you're getting from them. Um, but we don't then bother going to another spa or another gym because we know there's someone there who actually is going to give me a bit of hiding and we hide from it and we hide mm. from it. And it, you know, it goes back to the whole Carol Dweck sort of mindset stuff, you know, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. But yeah. I, do, I do feel that it is that kind of ego that we spoke about earlier, stopping us from actually realizing who we really 
are and who we really can become. Um, and we're happy just to just to be Instagram boxers, you know. And you see it in the pro ranks, don't you? You see boxers um, building up these great records, and when they do finally have to step up, they get yeah. found out because they haven't got out of that comfort zone. They haven't gone into that messy zone. They haven't put their ego aside and hung it on the you know hung it on the, the cloak hook. Um, yeah. And we have to do that. And and the great and as you mentioned, the more we are able to do that, the more we actually find out a lot more about ourselves and who we are and then, then we, yeah, can, we can go home and look in the mirror and you've got to go home and sleep at night and uh, and if you know that you haven't actually challenged yourself or you haven't actually you know put yourself out there it depends on 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 the person but I, I wouldn't be satisfied in the sport if I felt like I didn't truly challenge myself yeah. but then again it comes down to yeah that same thing what you want from boxing Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's knowing what you want, um, although that is a, a very dynamic thing. It does change. Over, yeah. over time. But but values, you know, values don't tend to change. You know, who you are, being true to yourself. I know that sounds like something I can post on social media. Be true to yourself. You get everyone in the world saying, be real. I am myself and, you know, the stuff you cringe at. But there is an element of truth to that. Um, and if, if you can align how you do things, how you carry yourself, um, with actually who you are, then then you know you're more likely to get towards that goal because I think you do develop that person a, a lot better, and, and people want to work with you as well. If you are true, people notice that, and if you're a little bit edgy and a little bit sort of untrue to yourself, people don't want to work with you because it comes back to that sort of flight or fight thing with relationships. I think there's something edgy about them. I don't really trust, and I don't want to work with that person. But if you're very open and honest, and the, the word of the moment is vulnerable then that vulnerability is a massive strength and I just don't I think in the sport traditionally vulnerability is seen as a as a, a very negative thing mm. do you think yeah I think it's true I think a lot of people they I, I think it's changing you see a lot more um in in the sort of pro pro um world of boxing you see a lot more fighters coming out and talking about you know their vulnerabilities or their mental health issues and stuff like that but um it's, it's not even necessarily that you, you need to announce your vulnerability to the world, but you know, you, you've got to be aware of it yourself. And then again, um, do what you can to, to work with it. So, you know, today um, I might become aware of things uh, and, and I'll be frustrated because it's not easy. Like I said, it's, it's easier for me to follow a physical training plan than it is to work with what I have inside. But um, but if I do, then tomorrow I'll be aware and I'll be equipped, you know, rather than just frustrated about these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, the more self-aware we are as people, the more, the more almost we can bring that kind of almost intangible towards the tangible. We want to control everything. So when we are aware that we aren't feeling great or um, we're upset about something, it's 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 having that split. It's having that moment to put something between that stimulus and the response, isn't it? So, so the the, the stimulus is I'm upset about something. Yeah. I then yeah. Uh, have a strategy in place to realise. Okay, it's just how I actually perceive it that matters. I take a deep breath. I come back to it in a moment, and then my response is a lot more positive. And then I can actually go about strategising. I can go about planning something. Uh, to, to do something about that you know I've actually made it an experience that I can control and strategize about rather than something that's happening to me and I have no control over and I think 
those are the little things that we can learn a lot more in boxing about actually how to there's going to be a million different emotions going through our head how can we actually use that as a an opportunity to grow and sometimes just have that little strategy by putting a little buffer between the stimulus and responses is a is a really important thing uh seema i, I know you have to get away now um so i really really appreciate your time i think you're i, I hope you're thinking the same way i am we're, we're scratching the surface here yeah, yeah literally scratching the surface and um we need to do a part two conversation just started we're warming up <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly but life gets in the way let's do a part two very very soon great that, that sounds in good in the next me. few weeks i think so um okay. <laughs> after the part two i'm sure there'll be a part 27. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen if, if people um, want to chat to you reach out to you get hold of you or if, if you're not interested in that can people get hold of you you know via social media or, or email or what have you yeah um I, i'm terrible with social media but i am on instagram um i think i posted on there a few months ago <laughs> um What's your so handle? my handle's un- underscore seema s-w-e-m-a and then my surname, A-double-G-A-R-W-A-L. I am going to make an effort to use it a little bit more as well. So, yeah. Okay, so thanks for being on the Boxing Coaches podcast. Let's say episode number 48. And I'm sure uh, uh, I'll speak to you very, very soon. Great. Thanks for having me, Adam. Have a good evening. It's been great. Cheers. You too. Bye. If you liked this podcast, similar content and discussions can be found at The Box Gathering. The Box Gathering is a social initiative born out of the ashes of the first lockdown in March 2020. We provide a platform where coaches, boxers, officials and boxing enthusiasts can join together online to discuss various boxing topics. It's free to join and upgrade options offer unlimited access to all our live gatherings, campfire videos and coaching resources. Join today at www.theboxgathering.co.uk